Welcome to Hopscotch, uh, the world's okayest podcast about beer, booze, and bullshit. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm um, going old school today with just my brother, Ryan. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Not too bad, man. Yeah, Dan is, uh, unfortunately, he's not able to be with us today. Uh, he had a prior commitment. He had to take his neighbor to a fucking chili cook-off. Yeah. Uh, I believe he said it was in Sheboygan, <laughs> which seems like it's quite a drive, but, um, you know. Ryan, I'm starting to guess, uh, second guess Dan's commitment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if he was really going to Sheboygan, but we'll see. You know, it's dairy country, so (laughs) it's a good place for chili if you want all that sweet, sweet cheese on top. Where the fuck is Sheboygan? Uh, I believe it's Wisconsin. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. That's a long drive. Yeah, that's going to take him a little bit. Well, best of luck to you, Dan. Um, Yeah, safe travels. By the time this comes out, you might still be driving. You probably will. Hey, maybe you get to listen to this. (laughs) Tell, give give Sheboygan our best at that chili cook-off. You yeah, know? absolutely, the fucking cheeseheads. And hopefully your neighbor wins, because <laughs> otherwise it seems like a waste of time. <laughs> it's the grand prize, a cheesehead. Uh, so um, today we are um, we're getting into something that I have zero um, knowledge of. Um, it's something that I, I've had a taste of this alcohol, not the specific brand, uh, of this of this alcohol maybe once in my life and I didn't care for it but I was young yeah we're we're generally unknowledgeable anyways this is going to be a tough one because this is something that I've had very little experience with as well and I don't know what to expect this might get a little uh, might be in some tumultuous waters here yes we're uh, we're talking about today uh, Remy Martin fine champagne cognac uh, V S O P oh champagne cognac I that didn't know is, that yes that is the um, the technical term for it I've only heard this referenced in a ludicrous song <laughs> yeah um, there was clearly uh, a, a tie to to hip hop community loved uh, the cognac for a little bit. Um, I used to hear the songs and I thought it was cool. I yeah. never really drank it though. I never really gave it a I've, shot. I've had my share of Hennessy. Um, it's always like it it does the job, but I've never really elevated that like, you know, like I think E and J is a cognac as well. Yeah. I've had those things, but I've never I this seems like it's a it's a tier above that and I've never really branched into some of the more um expensive cognac. So I'm I'm interested, I'm worried, I'm Think this episode's going to be a little sloppy. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. All right. Um, I think it's just uh, enough messing around. Let's crack into it and see what it's yeah. all about. Mike is uh, he's working on that bottle. He's giving it a good twist. Got that cork, cork out. Oh, it's a nice easy corker. Oh boy, we got some blubs going on. He's pouring it. We'll have to see how this is. Uh, so I yeah uh, I had to do a lot of research on 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 cognac in general because I like I said zero experience drinking it. You know I, I don't know what. A cognac is as opposed to like I know it's not a whiskey. I don't know, so if you can inform me on some of this, I would. Sure, cognac. Yeah, it's a forty percent by alcohol. Forty percent mm-hmm. um, uh, volume. Oof, I can smell it from here. Yeah, let me take a whiff of this. That's uh, it's a strong smell. It's definitely it's a strong very smell. Strong. It's a uh, it's a nice golden color. It's like a. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice dark. Like cognac's its own category of booze, right? Like yes, yes, cognac is made from grapes. Oh yeah, so that make that explains why yeah. it's a champagne. Yep, it's uh, it's made from grapes. It is uh, aged in uh, oak barrels, I believe. Um, I did minimal research on this. I was just more interested in tasting it because fuck, I only had it once. Like I said, I hated it because I was twenty one. Well, here's to uh, whatever's to come after. Here's this. to drink with bow legged women. Here's to swim with bow legged women. <laughs> it's got a little bite to it. It's strong. I don't mind it. It's um, it's. I don't. Know, I find it somewhere in the in the Scotch realm. You know what I mean? Of not so much flavor, but you know, harshness, uh, hardness. It brings it brings back some memories of uh, rough nights with um, people passing around the Hennessy bottle. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Not a um. Not not hating on that, yo. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it, but um, I'm gonna say it's gonna get the job done for this episode. <laughs> So they, um, I had to research how you drank the shit, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I've never really drank it. I don't know the etiquettes. Uh, so like a snifter is a good way of drinking it, and it's supposed to be served at hand temperature. So, oh. so you hold it, um, you know, the snifter between your fingers, and you let your hand warm it up. And that's um, how it should be served. It's some French fucking word for it. I like a lot of things at hand temperature, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like your sock. <laughs> yep. Your penis. 
Absolutely. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. You can also you can serve it on the rocks, which I think we can give that a try on a, on the second round. Yeah, I, uh, that's kind of what we do, and it's it's not unheard of to do it on the rocks. Yeah. So it, can... it works so well for Budweiser. <laughs> God, that was fucking <laughs> awful. I still can't believe that one. Just... Yeah, that was a, that was a rough situation. Ugh. Um, but uh, no, I uh, I'm not hating it. I'm um, I'm okay with this. Get another sip there, and it's it's better than. It's probably the best cognac I've had. I would I, say that much. From what I remember, I feel like I only drink cognac like late in the night when it's like already beyond the point of recognition. Anyways, just a bad idea. Yeah, but this is a uh, this isn't bad. Nice, nice. Um, so today was kind of a fucking shit show we had to deal with. Yeah, today right. was definitely interesting. Ryan and I we uh, we had to go to a funeral. We did. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna bring the show down. You know, we'll keep it. We'll keep it pretty light here. We'll, we'll yeah. breeze through that point. Yep. But um, Ryan and I are the two largest human beings in the family. <laughs> yes, clearly. It, we, I felt like a sideshow. Mike and I were standing together, and every single person, granted, we don't see this side of the family all that often, but every single time we see them, they're just like, you guys are giants. Please don't crush us. Like, I feel like they were concerned we were going to break the urn or something. <laughs> they well, had that urn concern. <laughs> the urn concern. Well, because, you know, I'm, I'm six foot five. Ryan, you're what, six three, six, six four. Three, yep. um, and we have, like, legitimate, like, adult cousins who are, like, males who are, like, five five. And it, it was um, it, it was funny because I haven't seen any of them in probably about 10 years or so, which is funny because I haven't grown in 10 years. <laughs> but they all just forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mike picked up one of our cousins and hugged him and while his feet tangled and <laughs> like whipped him side to side and uh it was it was pretty adorable. Yeah, he lost his yeah. shoe in the mud. It was Yeah, just, it was man. during it was during the burial and uh <laughs> everyone said a Hail Mary and was very upset. Yeah, especially Mary, she was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a beautiful uh beautiful cer- uh uh what do you call that place? Cemetery though. The, the chapel too. Yeah, the chapel was nice. It was um it was old. It was old from the Victorian era. It's a, a pretty yeah. famous cemetery, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice place. I was concerned. It was the first time I've been in a chapel in a very long time, weddings excluded. Um, but I was just like, oh, man, this is weird. I was told there was not going to be any any church services, and then somehow we got roped into seven Our Fathers and four Hail Marys and... Um, you know, the good Irish Catholic way of doing things, just guilting you into um, <laughs> feeling bad for people. So. It was actually one point when the priest was, uh, he did whatever, and clearly everybody in the church doesn't go to church. And, and he goes, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of high up here, but I couldn't hear you. Could we please get an amen for Joan? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, no one knew what to do. Yeah, no one. Even, even, even Mill, who used to be a big churchgoer, mm-hmm. she's, she's fallen off since all the kids mm-hmm. been being touched. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, after you didn't get touched, I'm pretty sure that's when she got upset. <laughs> God damn it! I send I send him to Cub Scouts. Nothing happens. I pull him out. Send him to an altar boy. Nothing happens. What the fuck? Yep, you're just unmolestable, Mike. Send me to a Penn State football camp. Nothing. That <laughs> <laughs> was a BC football camp. I didn't go to Penn State. I went. Yeah. They, she sent me to the one that was run by the priests. It's still nothing. <laughs> Uh, but then we uh, we went up to uh, lunch with Mill and Bill afterwards. Yeah, we did. It was it was a good, um, you know, I mean, I, I felt bad taking time from work today because things are crazy. But it was nice to go and just spend some time with the family. It's been yeah. it's, it's been too long since I've seen them. Yeah, and Bill lost his sister, so yeah. you know and, we had to. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I felt bad for him. But we sit down for lunch, and of course we're sitting in the pew, and Ryan leans over to me and goes, "Hey, Dad, wants to know if you want to go for some lunch in Kino after." I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. What are we gonna say? <laughs> so we. Uh, we we roll up to the the you know the the pub restaurant we're going to not mm-hmm. too far yeah, let's from. Let's give him a shout out. The halfway cafe. Halfway cafe, the local it's good, chain. It's a good spot. Good spot. And um, I was blown away and shocked because obviously we all know and every one of you out there knows that myself, Ryan, we're huge Kino fans. Yep. And Bill obviously, but fucking Mill surprises us all and pulls out her. Pre-filled tickets that she keeps in her friggin' purse. Yep, she's ready to go. R- ready to rock and roll the numbers, all ready to go. It's insane. No filling them out, nothing. She's like, boom, I got them. I was like, you fucking kidding me, Ma? It's absolutely insane. N- did not see, I knew she carried some around, but I didn't realize it was that level of like, I have them filled out, I'm ready to go. <laughs> because she carries Alora's numbers around for whatever reason. She loves, I mean. Yeah, when my, my 17-year-old daughter was like four, my mother 
you know, and father took that, took her to like dinner and like she like filled out a keynote card and she's been rocking those numbers ever since. She carried around the actual ticket for a while until it fell apart, which is mind blowing to me. Yep. I don't know if I'm gonna. Would I save time if I carry them with me constantly and just fucking throw them out there? You might as well. You maybe maybe we're. She's winning. Maybe we should start adopting this and just start carrying around Kino slips. It's, it's that. It's that. Like you know, you lose that one game when you walk in there and sit down. You, so you don't get that one game in there in time. Right. Let's get like a, a makeup bag because I feel like that's the exact size of a Kino slip, <laughs> and just start walking around with that. I'll get the. You know, the, the lottery has those. Like you can get those envelopes that just oh, protect those your slips. Head. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I had someone look for that at work recently, and they couldn't find it. Okay, uh, I work on promotional products, and she was like, "Someone needs these lotto slips." I think uh, you know, big government's got the lockdown on that one. Oh yeah. Anything else crazy going on with you? Um, I've had I've had a pretty exciting week, Mike. Oh yeah. Um, I have two new little roommates recently. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I have these two little adorable six week kitties that just moved into my apartment from Denver. Uh, my roommate, Mark, has a twin brother who just got married, and his cat had a litter, so he went out there for the wedding, and it was just time for the kitties to be able to leave their mother. So we got two cats. Um, I wanted to name... I had a very on-brand name for one. I thought Taffy would be great because his real name would be Taffer. Because, you know, you know, I love me some... Like, when he got upset, we'd yell, yell at him, like, come on, Mr. Taffer. But we were, we got concerned because... You know, we just didn't want him to start, like, all of a sudden just bulging his eyes out and be like, you call this a litter box? <laughs> so we were worried about that. Maybe he wanted to put on his baseball cap and start doing construction things. So um, we didn't we didn't name him Taffer. There's um, poop in this litter box. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, there's kitty matter everywhere. <laughs> so Flips we, it over. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a concern. Um, so we decided to name them uh, after one of my favorite songs. Um, we, picked, we picked a couple names on uh, you guys are familiar with The Weight by The Band. Um, took Pulled two names from there, Chester and Carmen. Both Crazy names are referenced. Chester followed me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good tune. Love The Band. I, I love The love Band. Love that song. When we, so we, we decided to name them that like when they were sleeping. So I was like, all right, well, when they come up, I'm going to play this song. Let's see if they respond. Huh? They, they didn't, but. <laughs> They're kittens. Yeah. It, but they are six weeks old and so tiny. And uh, Michelle's concerned that my, my girlfriend Michelle is worried that I'm gonna like get drunk and step on one, <laughs> but it's fine. They're adorable. I love them um, already. They haven't even been a week in the house, and it's just nice. It makes my day. So nice, and you just guarantee that I can never come to your house ever again. Yep. <laughs> Anaphylactic shock for me all around. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the plan. I'm just kidding. You're probably staying over next week, huh? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We uh, we got a little bachelor party to go to. A little, yeah. A little paintballing. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> getting shot with shit. Yeah, I did. Um, so I did a paintball bachelor party one time before, and it was kind of fun. It was okay. We're a giant group. But then everyone went up to the guy who ran it and was like, we have a bachelor party, and we want to have like our own private thing. So like six different people did that. So what they did was... They took the six grooms and then the six parties and they did grooms versus parties. <laughs> so it was six people on like 45 people oh, Jesus. and like they couldn't get out, but it was just like, it was like Rambo style. So that was kind of cool, <laughs> but I don't know. Paintballs, excuse me. Paintball's not really my thing, but uh, I don't know. It'll be fine. Maybe it's I'll just shot. find a place to take a nap. <laughs> Hang out and fucking snipe and shit. Yeah. And last time I played paintball was probably, fuck, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe yeah. even more than that. And uh, it was for, a, uh, well, no, no, it wasn't a bachelor party, I'm sorry. It was just uh, for fun. And, uh, and like, it was the last game and I had a whole shitload of paintballs left. And I was like, fuck, I bought these. I can't bring them home because I don't own a right. paintball gun. So I just, like, went, like, suicide fucking mission and, like, ran into the fort. And, like, I got hit a thousand times, but I unloaded. Uh, every single one of my paintballs yeah. on everybody who was there. I think I was cheating, but fuck it. Yeah, they usually play different type of games, too. Like, sometimes it's like a capture the flag or protect the base type of thing, so. Yeah, I don't think the place um, I went to, the one time I went, this yeah. was, like I said, over 20 years yeah. ago. So I, yeah, maybe it was about 20 years ago, yeah. I don't think it was actually a very well-run place or anything. Yeah, I went into this place in New Hampshire, which I believe is the biggest paintball course in New England. Oh, wow. Um, so there was a lot going on there, so I don't know what we're getting into here, but I'm, I'm really not looking forward to it. It's just not, it's not for me, but I will go there and try to have fun. Um, I, I'm sure, like I had fun doing it last time. It's just, we it's, will just get drunk in the parking lot before we go in. Mm-hmm. 
Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. Let's, well, maybe let's get a little hopscotch audio from that parking lot. Ooh, we possibly could. Let's interview some people. <laughs> Street audio. Uh, so yeah, I'm um, I'm getting closer to the bottom of this uh, this Remy Mart. Is it pronounced Remy Martin? I think it's just Remy Martin. We have uh, there's a, a little uh, emphasis over the e on uh, Remy Martin. Oh, there's a little accent on there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No fucking clue. Don't really care either. Yeah, it makes me think of Jerry Remy, which. For you guys who don't know, Jerry Remy is a second baseman. Well, was a second baseman for the Boston Red Sox. He's been a broadcaster for a very long time. He's been diagnosed with cancer for like the fourth time now. Sixth. Sixth time. Yeah, wow. Sixth time, yeah. That's crazy. So I saw him once at a Dunkin' Donuts in uh, Wayland, and he was kind of a dick. Did he ask for a, a large regular with extra cancer? No. <laughs> because that's maybe what he got. <laughs> wow, no. <laughs> No, I was walking out. I had a Red Sox jacket on, like a like a starter, like Red so- Red Sox jacket. Much and better he, than a Red Sox jacket off. Yes. <laughs> he did not want to make eye contact with me, but the person I was with, like, came out and was like, "Oh, hey, Mister Remy, how are you?" And he just like did not respond. Like, oh, kind of mumbled and he just like walked into Dunkin' Donuts, ripping butts. He wasn't even smoking. He was just like. It's like, dude, like he, like I feel like he saw my Red Sox jacket and just didn't want anything to do with me immediately, and so I don't know. That's funny. I, I always kind of pictured him as kind of the more fun, uh, happy-go-lucky. I thought guy. he'd be more personable. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe he's having a bad day. We yeah. all have them. I'm sure it's tough. He can't go anywhere without someone. Hey, Red Dog, Red Sox but Nation. At the same time, he also um, not to kick a guy while he's down, but. I don't care for him as a broadcaster. <laughs> no, he was actually rated one of the lowest broadcasters yeah, in the He's tied uh, with Jack Edwards. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Because um, Eck, Eck needs that job full time. Yeah, he certainly does. For people who don't know, Dennis Eckersley used to be a closer. Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah, Hall of Fame pitcher. He is fills in and he does such a great job calling the games. Like he he legitimately like almost calls every pitch. I don't know how much Red Sox you've been watching this year. Not a whole lot. I, I, I watch almost every game now. Well, pretty much all season. And he, like, when he's calling a game, he almost calls every pitch. Like, he looks at the signals and tells them what they're doing. And it, it's impressive. Like, it's such a ridiculous, like, skill. So I think that takes any uh, any aspect of cheating out of the game because if somebody can fucking figure out what's going to happen every single fucking right. time, there's no point in He'll cheating. He'll always be like, oh, he's, got, he's putting some hair inside. And then it's a fastball. <laughs> and the guy, like, unzips his fly and he's got this huge hairy bush. Yep. <laughs> But oh man! How about those Red Sox? Though? Yeah, no, they're doing well. They're doing well. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting for the collapse, but that's I don't a whole know the story. I, I don't know. They gave some uh, some stats on David Price. Well, let's not get a little too inside baseball here, but uh, <laughs> obviously we're Red Sox fans. I'm I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Um, they gave some stats on David Price since the All Star break. So I don't know if, I, if if you've seen these numbers, but he's had six starts since the All Star break. He has a 1.09 ERA. And in his last 18 starts, the Red Sox are 16 and two. That's impressive. That's come a long way from Fortnite um, <laughs> City, you know. Thumb problems, whatever the yeah. fuck his issue was. He's he's a fucking bitch. Fuck that guy. Oh, he's such a dick. But like he's he's pitching great right now. So yeah. you know, NFL fucking baseball, which is literally the dying sport that nobody wants to fucking watch. So what, do you want to talk about <laughs> soccer? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I saw uh, actually. Yeah, so <laughs> now that uh, the morning show that I used to watch on a regular basis every morning, uh, local, it was a, a simulcast. There's no longer simulcast. <laughs> Fucked up my whole morning routine now. So I actually I'll I'll flop flop on some um, Sports Center, which I haven't really watched in years. And like I'll see like the uh, the <laughs> the top plays, and like three of them are just a soccer goal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you fucking kidding me. It's like a guy kicks the ball into the fucking net. Like fuck you. That's the gayest sport ever. Especially this time of year. Like it's rough. Yeah. Um, it's preseason football, and that's it. Baseball, preseason football. And there's not a whole lot of highlight plays in baseball. Um, Let me reiterate. When I said the gayest whatever, uh, I, I didn't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll edit that out. That was, I wasn't going to comment on it, but I wasn't comfortable with the comment either. So let the record show I'm much more progressive. <laughs> that's the cognac speaking. We all know how they fell in French. Yeah, we finished this uh our first glass of cognac here. Yeah, yeah. No, I got a nice little warm feeling. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's got a little bite to it. A little pretty it's strong. Got, it's got a lot of bite to it. A lot of bite to it. Uh, so yeah, cognac. Um, kind of like how we've discussed with bourbon and scotch. Uh, cognac has to be um made in uh, the cognac region of France. 
Really? Yes. So oh. all cognac comes from the cognac region of France. Hennessy comes from France? Yes. Hen- wow. Which is weird because it's got an Irish name. I d- would never. G- I assumed Hennessy came from like Roxbury. <laughs> no, no. If it's a cognac, it has to come from friggin' uh, the, the cognac region of France. Wow. Thanks for the education. Michael. Yeah, no problem. That's about all I got on this fucking shit. Yeah. So, um, now we just uh, finished this first one up here. Let's, uh, let's take ourselves a quick little break, a little, little mm-hmm. pee-pee break, yeah. pee-pee for the toy-toy. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Matt from the Thursday After Work Podcast. This is Joe. And this is David. We're three rude, crude dudes who love drinking brews, talking news, and always getting lost along hey, the way. Hey, hey, usually. Usually uh, we it's, lost along It's almost way. always. It's always. We, have, uh, we host a podcast here where we talk about movies, news, and other random cultural events. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. We also have a site. Come tweet us on Twitter. It is T-A-W underscore pod. Again, T-A-W underscore pod. Come shoot us some goofy memes, some good stuff. Notes. Good. Good ad. That's the ten ad. That's the ad. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. God bless. Welcome back to Hopscotch. Uh, we got Mike here and uh, Ryan. Uh, hey, I'm still over here. Once again, Dan is um, not with us. Yeah, I believe he is um, fishing for trout in the great Alaskan north. Jesus, trout yeah. fishing in the north. Yeah, huh? yeah. He, you know, he hit Sheboygan for that chili cookout, and now he's heading up north. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. So, we, uh, we finished our first glass of Remy Martin. VSOP is it yeah. VSOP or VSOP or how do you say this? I shit? think it's VSOP, but VSOP. I've never I've never really considered. You know, there's, there's periods there. We should call Ludacris. <laughs> I'm sure he could tell us. Uh, so the first one we did uh, uh, at hand temperature, uh, yes. just like Ryan's penis. Is that hand temperature? Always. <laughs> so this one we're gonna do on the rocks just to give it a shot. Yeah, we got some nice uh, glass. Not glass, ice orbs going on. So let's see. I don't know. I, I always like a little bit of ice, even if it's supposed to be served warm. Ooh, Ooh. Fart Meadow Studios <laughs> making an appearance. A little ice on that thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's ice. I think that's ice melting. <laughs> that was off. So let's see how this tastes, Mike. Let's give her a shot. Salute. Salute. You know, it's still kind of half half warm, so we'll see what that feels in a minute. But yeah, I don't taste the difference yet. We shall see. We shall see. And I, um, I do have to apologize for uh, the mess in Fort Metal Studios. We're a bit clustered here. We, uh, we're getting ready. We're getting a dumpster uh, next weekend. Throw a bunch of shit away. So we got, uh, we're collecting all of our garbage from the attic and all around. We got some new, new furniture. So uh, we have some excess pillows lying around, as you might see. Hey, I'm all about those pillows. I am. This Tupperware container is kind of closed into my space, but <laughs> been eyeing it, making sure there's nothing going on there. But. Oh, that's yeah, where we that's keep fine. our spiders. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> at least this isn't a, a uh, visual medium, so everyone's good. <laughs> yes, we stopped taking pictures a few episodes back, so yeah. nobody cared about them. Yep. But uh, yeah. to mention, we have a huge fan base growing in Amsterdam, of all places. Ah, very, yes. very interesting. The I'll, Dutch are very into us. I don't know why. Well, based off of your uh, butt noises, I assume it's related to Dutch ovens. <laughs> But uh, all of a sudden, we uh, we blew up. I got some notifications uh, from our, our statistics, and we had, like, close to 100 people tune in last week from uh, Amsterdam. Hey, well, you know, we have a little crossover here because we're drinking Remy Martin, and we're talking about Amsterdam. So that's what up to the red light district, both Yo. for the ludicrous fans and those people in Amsterdam. <laughs> So you know, a little tour of Europe, little uh, little French, little little uh, little Amsterdammy. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, you know. But so, uh, hey, cheers to you, um, as we say here in America, and I think in England and Great Britain, and all that. So you probably heard it before. Not in Canada, though. No, fucking Canadians, eh? Uh, so oh, it's, it's getting a little chilled. Huh? It still has that bite to it, but it's getting. I I, I feel like it, it may be a sin if someone's really a big Remy Martin fan out there, but I I always like it out over like on the rocks. Ooh, oh, that's, that's you, just did a little, you did a little shack shimmy. I did that. That last sip of uh, of Remy Martin just gave me the little the little shack shimmy there. I was like jiggling my boobies. It was um, it kind of hit me there, but it did taste a little bit better. It's getting a little cooler. Um, the first glass probably didn't hurt either. Yeah, no, I probably that probably <laughs> really helped. I'm definitely feeling warm. Got a, got a little face warmth going on. I'd say more so than any of the uh, whiskeys we've done. It's it's stronger. What's the forty percent? It's not stronger. It's not stronger. It, it, it's, that's so weird because it definitely tastes stronger. There's something about it that hits you harder for sure. Yeah, well, uh, let's see. It's made from grapes, so you got the 
you know, wine can give you can wine can sneak up on you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of maybe maybe something about the grapes and the way that it ferments that it kind of gives you a little extra little extra pop. Yeah, I'm so glad we did so much research on this. Got to stay strong, man. Par for the course, man. Minimal information. Yep, that's the goal. We're not experts, nor do we pretend to be. <laughs> well, kind of pretend to be, but. So as every week, uh, we have a question segment. Yeah, let's uh, get into these questions. We are hacks, and you guys want to give us content, and mm-hmm. we love you for mm-hmm. it. Um, so we have a growing fan base from everywhere, which is fantastic. So Including guys, keep turning in, keep tuning into Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you want to find us. Like us, subscribe, comment, uh, Hopscotch podcast. Uh, well, no, just Hopscotch. Don't do the podcast. That's the other guys. Just look for us. Just You'll find us. us. You'll know. They'll find the honks. Just listen for the honks. So we have a question here from Steve in Sarasota. Oh, hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Um, what is the best alcohol campaign or mascot? Ooh. That's a tough one. I mean, we can go back up to, uh, say, I wish Dan was here for this for the time he won that Was Up contest. Yes, that was a pretty um, good campaign. So I'm a little young for this one, but it still, like, sticks around. Uh, Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. He's been he's been a staple, and like I wasn't even maybe I was an infant when that campaign was going on, but like the fact that he still resonates is a big one. Yeah, it, I I would have to say that Budweiser probably just probably rocks it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they put all their money into their campaigning because they don't put it into their beers. You know what I mean? Clearly. So, um, if I remember correctly, this is I hope this isn't one of those um, Mandela effect situations. Oh boy, here but, we um, go. We had. Budman, do you remember Budman? There was, I guess. Well, I don't remember Budman, but I assume that Duffman from The Simpsons is based off of Budman. Yeah, I'll, I recall that Bill. Obviously, this is probably back when I would say this is definitely eighties, uh, and and there was like Budman stickers and stuff, and I remember like <laughs> Budman stickers and like putting them in my books in like elementary school. Wow, <laughs> that was like completely acceptable. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm I'm. You know, not completely wrong in making this up, but uh, I have distinct memories. And he had like sunglasses on, very much like Duffman. Yeah, that's what but he was like, I've, li- nev- I've never slim. heard of this before, so yeah. that's awesome. I may be making this up, and I, I hope that I'm not because I, I remember putting these stickers on my books, um, but I haven't seen it since. And I, I never, I hadn't even thought of it until I just read this question, and then just kind of popped into my head when you said Spud McKenzie, and I was like, oh, fucking Budman. Um. That's wild. The other campaign I would give that I think has more recent success over Budweiser is uh, we talked about it on the Cinco de Mayo episode, The Most Interesting Man in the World. That's a pretty good campaign. That guy's all about. It really is. Yeah. And they still keep it fresh. They keep it funny. They keep it interesting. Um, They even changed the guy. So. Yeah, no, that was a bold move to like to like let that guy retire and then just like bring in a new guy who's like. I don't know, kind of looks like like Spanish Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, he's yeah. like he's a handsome dude, you know what I mean? Like he can carry it on for a while. I like it. I'll also give um maybe this isn't one of the best ones, but it always stands out and we again we talked about it in the Cinco episode is uh Ray Liotta for 1800 tequila. <laughs> yes. Cuz just because like the look on his face, like he just looks unhinged <laughs> and it's just like drink 1800 or else I will sneak in your house and fucking kill you. Um, but yeah, I would say on a whole, Budweiser's got a good lockdown in the camp. Even the fucking, um, the Clydesdales, you know what I mean? They'll, yeah. they try to make you cry every fucking Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which he ain't fucking getting me. And as much as I hate it, Dilly Dilly has become a thing. Like I hate, I hate Dilly Dilly, but it's caught on an insane amount. And the fact that they just took this like random idea and turned it into this massive campaign is, it, it's impressive. It's an impressive feat. I'll give them credit for that, but I, I think the Dilly Dilly is the fucking dumbest thing. It's stupid. It's stupid as fuck. I think it's all riding on the Game of Thrones. You know oh, what I mean? 100%. I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I have no fucking, yeah. I have no point of reference. Uh, I tried watching it a few times, and like I got like into like two episodes, and every time I'm like, yeah. every guy looks the same. I don't know who's a king or who's a fucking yeah. anything. I just, I just can't follow so it. So I, I read the first book, and I've watched a few episodes. I never really, I, could, I just couldn't buy into it, but I will say that I'm, Something that's riding on the Game of Thrones coattails right now, and I think it's going to be good, is um, Disenchanted. Have you heard about this? Negative. So it's a new Netflix show. It's created by Matt Groening. Oh. 
and uh, so it's it's very Simpsons Futurama Futurama e. <laughs> um, um, Abby Jacobson from yes. uh, Broad City mm-hmm. is the main character. Then Nat Faxon is uh, plays an elf. You know him. He's like that. Uh, he's one of the guys in Beer Fest. Um, he's he's been around. You, okay. you would know him. He's yeah. like the kind of goofy guy with like weird teeth. I know exactly who you're talking yep. about. Yep. And then Eric Andre plays this demon. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. the three of them are just kind of in this Game of Thrones world where they're trying to uh, trying to coexist, and uh, it, it's the first episode I wasn't crazy about. The second episode I liked a lot more. Those are the only ones I watched. That it's all on Netflix. I'm sure it's going to be great because it's all Simpsons and people on top of those those voice actors. So. You can't fucking go wrong with that, man. You can't yeah. go wrong with those. Yeah, people. Billy Bill Oakley's involved. Nice. Tess McNeil does voices, so it's. It's very Simpsons Futurama heavy, and it, it, I know it'll find its way. Um, like I said, the first episode kind of was like, I wasn't impressed. But watch the second one, and it, it's on the right track. So check out Disenchanted. Yes. I'm, sure, I'm sure Matt Groening needs this plug right now. I tell you, we've been doing way too many free advertisements on this fucking show. <laughs> I think the last episode, we plugged so many fucking businesses. We already did it once this morning. Yeah, where's uh, George Queen at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to circle back on uh, the Remy Martin here. I like it less with the ice in it. I've been getting that weird fucking shimmy every time I drink it. I don't know why. It's I don't know if it's I just maybe the whole hand temperature thing's right. I'm just not a big fan of it cold. I don't mind it cold. Circling back to our question, it's maybe it doesn't need to be the silver bullet. Keeping it cold, you Keeping know. Keeping it cold. Yeah, no, there's no uh, <laughs> there's no color change on the uh, on the bottle that tells you when it's the perfect temperature. Oh, man. I'm, I was so happy we when we finally developed that technology. <laughs> to know when was, your beer was cold enough. Yeah, yeah, like because you couldn't touch it. You like, just looking at it and be like, "Oh man, those mountains are so majestic and purple." Finally, I can drink this this piss beer. <laughs> I tell you, I uh, I saw on Amazon and I, I shared it with uh, with Ryan and uh, and Dan, who's uh, he's out in Hawaii trying to help the uh, the, the people during the hurricane. Um, he's out there. Donating blood, I think, is what he's yeah. up to. Um, I, I thought he was hosting his own luau as well. Well, he, he it's, he's raising morale in, to during the drive. volcano ash. Like, there's a lot of ash going on there. He's, yeah, it's just a mess. So he he's just a real hero. Yeah, he's the salt of the earth kind of person. So he's out there, you know, helping the Hawaiians. Um, but they have a, a little thing, and I'm so intrigued on it. it. It's a little thing. It's like fucking ten bucks. It's the size of if it's one can, you plug it in. I think you put some ice in it, and it it chills a warm beer or soda or whatever can in a minute. I'm like, I am so fucking intrigued by this. Like, I, I haven't been intrigued enough to waste the 25 bucks on it or whatever it is, but it probably will happen at some point. Finally, the technology we've been waiting for. <laughs> Chill cans one can at a time. It's like, we were waiting years and years. This singularity is on the brink, but finally we can cool one can of <laughs> beer in one minute. Oh, man. All right, uh, we have yeah, next question. A question from Justin in Nashua. Hey, Justin. Justin writes, "Hey guys, I'm wondering who do you think is the best cartoon drunk?" Oh, cartoon drunks are tough. All right, well, the easy answers: Homer, Barney, mm-hmm. and Peter Griffin. Yeah. Those are the easy ones for sure. Yeah, that's where I go. I go. I go. Barney Gumble all day. I always think oh. of that Simpsons um, when they do the short films. I don't know if you remember that one where they, yeah. uh, he does that like that um, majestic film of him being like laying in the gutter in black and white, <laughs> and um, that's also where the Boo Earns comes from, which is one of my favorite Simpsons references. But beyond that, man, let's see. Those are the big three. Those are definitely the big three. And two of them are on the same show. Um, Oh, I have another good one. Roger Smith from American Dad, The Alien. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He loves wine. And (laughs) he, he might be the best character in anything. Because he can be whatever you need him to be at any point in time. So they're genius for developing that character. No, it is great, and it's funny because uh, I think I sent this to Ryan. Uh, this is a few months ago. Um, the, the administrator from our middle school, me and Ryan are eight years apart from each other, uh, so we were a complete different generation. So I just saw somebody had um, shared on, you know, a local page from the, the from the town that we grew up in. 
on Facebook is something that this woman was retiring. I'll give her, give props to her. She had very longevity. Noreen a body. Yep, Noreen. She was terrifying. Awful. She, she was just the scariest woman. She had this gigantic fire red hair. Not natural. And she just was an intense, scary woman. And so somebody posted a picture of her because she was retiring. And if you wouldn't believe it, she looked exactly like Roger in drag. I, uh, I made a little side-by-side comparison, sent it over to Ryan. He nearly fucking keeled over. I will, um, I'll tweet that one out for you guys so you can see it, too. We'll make yeah. that bitch famous. I was going to say, please tweet it out because <laughs> it legitimately. So I don't know how much uh, American Dad you guys watch, but I like they have a running theory. Well, not even a theory. It's addressed on the show that Roger has one character that no one in the family recognizes as Roger. I don't so, know that one. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they address it in the show. So it's like they always see him as a different person. Like there's one of his characters that someone in the family doesn't recognize as Roger. And I feel like that's Norena body in my life now. <laughs> um, he he might be the greatest character in television history. Yeah, he's pretty fucking awesome. He's pretty fucking... That, that's a show that's great. Yes. I don't watch nearly enough of it. It's typically on every day when I come it, home from work. My kids are usually watching it during the summer here. Um, and uh, it's... It, I never turn it off. It's a great fucking show. It took over. So, like, I was a huge Family Guy fan, as I know you were. Like, in the, the oh, yeah. first... You know, the first three, four seasons before it got canceled. Now it's Family Guy, like... It went down the tubes. Like, it... Not to say anything bad about the show, because I'm sure it's still funny. I haven't watched it in a long time. But American Dad, I keep up with, because it's everything I wanted from that show. But it didn't have the pressure of being that super popular show. Right, yeah, And yeah, so they, they the can kind of do whatever they wanted, and they can get kind of weird with it. And it's, I, I mean, I think it's ten times better than Family Guy at this point. I remember one of my favorite um, scenes of that was when, um, I, I don't know the daughter's name. Haley. Haley, she loses her hair. And, and she's wearing a wig, and she's a stripper, and her wig falls off. And so like, oh, gross, that's the one place you want them to have it. <laughs> like, that, that scene yeah. always stands out. And, like, yeah. I, I've watched a lot of it. Uh, I, I don't watch it regularly anymore, um, but yeah. it's, uh, it, it is a great show. I could go down. I'm not going to go down quoting everything, but there's there's a few episodes that I really, really love. And maybe we'll have a separate uh, American Dad cast since we have a since we have a dad cast, maybe we'll, maybe dad we'll do a dad episode. A dad you cast. guys can talk about being dads, and I'll talk about American dads since I'm not a dad. Yeah, no. Whenever Dan gets back from um, you know touring the Middle East, yeah, that's right. I, I hope. Hey, Dan, I hope you have some good falafel out there. Mm, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, uh, American Dad. They they. I feel like that show more often has shit that you're like, oh my god, they did really just fucking say that. Like yeah. as much as Family Guy was that back right. in the early two thousands. Like, American Dad still kind of does that. You're like, ooh, yeah. how did you get away with that one? Family Guy got too popular for its own good. Well, we actually, remember when we wrote an episode for yes. him when they, they were canceled? We were like, we yes. were bummed out. I do remember that specifically. And honestly, I feel like there were jokes that we wrote that were used on the show. I wish we could find that because the whole thing was Peter went, I still remember Peter was going on Survivor. <laughs> he was. And it was a great idea. Like, there were still some jokes we wrote in there that were still very, very funny. I remember something about Megan on an airplane. Yeah, well, in, um, a, in a nutshell, I remember, from what I remember, the episode was Peter, he, he ends up uh, breaking his shoulder. It, uh, it, oh, he breaks his, his leg. It heals up super, super tight. So it was like a rookie of the year spin. He ends up on the Red Sox team, play with the Red Sox. Manny Ramirez is smoking weed. Uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was some, you know, Epstein, Weinstein jokes. And <laughs> Yes, you're right. That's what it was. Oh man, we were ahead of our times. We were. This we sounds. Were. Hey guys, sorry. This sounds incredibly dumb. Listen, I was probably like thirteen, so you can blame Mike because he was like <laughs> an adult at that point. <laughs> but, but we we were we we worked on it. We probably got about half of an episode done. That's right, because we had the we had the joke that he was going to join the Red Sox, and then they made that episode where he's on the Patriots. Yeah. and I remember being pissed. <laughs> we had some good jokes. We, we had, did. It was. Good oh, stuff. we had the ugly stick joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like was used on the show. Like, oh, man. All right. Not to talk about how we wrote fan specs of Family Guy. Hey, you know, that was uh, it was early. That was before fan fiction was a thing. You know what I mean? So we yeah. uh, we really kind of got ahead of ourselves there. We, we, you know, I, would, I, would, I hope I can find that. I probably can't, but. I think it was written on paper. There was no email exchange. No, it, w- it was on the computer. 
Oh, really? It was on that computer in your room that was like in the basement when you lived at home that was probably destroyed by like early 2000s porn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, we have a question. Oh, questions, right. We have a question from, um, well, well, this person didn't sign it. Coward. Uh, oh, I like this one. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh, boy. This is a good one. Nick Offerman, Sam Elliott, John Wayne. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, um. You want to start this one up, Mike? Yeah, let's see. I, I'm going to kill John Wayne. I think John Wayne was probably a racist. Um, I'm guessing he was a terrible alcoholic. I'm just making up facts about John Wayne at the moment. But he was an adult in the 50s, so everybody was racist and an alcoholic back then, so I think it's safe to assume. I'm sure he was terrible to everybody. And um, I wouldn't want him around, honestly. And he was a shitty actor. I, I don't like John Wayne. He's a shitty actor. I don't like those movies. I would fuck Sam Elliott, because just to hear that voice right in my back of my ear while he's pounding away. And Nick Offerman, he is just a man of a thousand talents. He could build you whatever you wanted. He's going to be funny. He's going to take care of you. What do you think? All right, so we're in kind of alliance, but I'm going to mix it up a little bit for the sake of the podcast. I'm absolutely going to marry Nick Offerman. There's no doubt about that. He's handy. He's funny, like you said. I have, have you seen that show, his new show? I haven't watched it at all. But yeah, my wife that? watches it. I, I kind of I watch it, it a little it bit. It sounds interesting. I'm sure it's, it's great. It's arts and crafts, so I'm not yeah. really I'm not really interested in the arts but, and crafts, but he, yeah. he's he got some really good one-liners, and he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so I, I, I would marry him. Um, I guess I'm going to fuck John Wayne because I'll tell you, Pilgrim. <laughs> you know? Let's, let's just see what what's going on down there, you know? And plus, you never fucked a dead guy before, so that'll yeah, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. And Sam Elliott, I love your mustache, buddy, but I don't need that tickling, tickling me. So. Tickling my dingles. Yeah, so uh, I guess, I mean, I, I love you, Sam, but um, I guess I'm going to have to murder you just to be you know, the contrary. No, it's fair. It's fair. That can go either way, but um, Nick Offerman is just, he's the man. He certainly is the man. He kind of got He into, wins that competition all day. Yeah. I would... Marry and fuck and not kill him. No, yes. Over yeah. everyone, like he he just wins. Like it's like just. No, I, I would agree. He's he's super funny. He's so, like the manliest man ever. Man, have you heard the story about him on Parks and Rec? Like when he auditioned. No, I haven't. So he auditioned for the role, I believe, of the Mark Brandanowitz. Remember Mark from season one? Mm-hmm. So he auditioned for that role, and they were like, "We like you, but not for that role." So they basically made Ron Swanson. Based off of his his audition. Wow, that's uh, that's impressive. That's... It wasn't. They had like an idea for like like Amy Poehler's boss, but like they didn't really have a defined role. So like they pretty much made the Ron Swanson character because they liked him that much. And then look what he turned into. Because he didn't have much of an acting uh, resume before that. He was in Sin City. He played one of the thugs in mm-hmm. Sin City. Um, I don't know if he was on Deadwood before that, but I know he uh, let his dangle hang out in Deadwood. Oh really? Yeah. He oh he went full nude. No, I didn't know that. I'll yeah, I, I don't know if it was before. Parks and Rec. I feel like it was probably before. Oh yeah, Dead, Deadwood was. Yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, absolutely. but yeah, yeah. No, he went full frontal. Huh? Didn't know that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll I, that. I never watched that show, but I he- I heard about that. I watched the first like season of two. I mean, I get Google alerts every time Nick Offerman's <laughs> going full frontal. <laughs> so that one time it went off. <laughs> full history of it. Yeah. Oh man. Um. All right, we're wrapping up our. Uh, we, uh, shit, I still have a little bit. Con- I'm not a big fan of this fucking ice, man. Like it's, it's, I think the ice is making it harder for me to drink. The ice is nice. I'm not a big That's fan. That's saying. weird. That's like, I, there's not a single booze that I don't prefer cold. Wow. And it's, it's making this dingling noise. It's really getting uh, annoying too. Wow. All right. Well. Ugh. I'm, I'm liking this less as it goes on. God damn it! I don't like cognac. Not to spoil alert, but. Yeah, let's not <laughs> we'll get ahead of ourselves. Ten kegs. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. <laughs> All right, um, we will come back with our ratings for this Remy Martin VSOP. Now, the funny thing is, actually, before we go, there's only three periods in the VSOP. There's a period of the V, the S, and the L, but not the P. That seems like a fucking big mistake, because if you're going to abbreviate it, you need all the periods. English major, what do you got? 
I have no idea what that means. If there's some sort of abbreviation, I don't understand it. Um, maybe it's, I can't even say it's Roman numerals. I don't oh, know. Oh, no, I know what it means. I didn't address that, but but the P, th- there should be a period after the last P. There should be a period everywhere. This, R- oh. Everything about, the, what, what does VSOP VSOP stands for? stands for Very Superior Old Pale. Oh, did we talk about that? No, we didn't. Actually, I never got to it. So let's let's touch on it before we take this quick break that I was starting to go into. But there's there's different grades of um, of uh, of cognac. There's VS, which is very superior. There's VSOP, very superior old pale, and there's XO, which is extra old, which is over six years. VSOP is four years, kind of like uh, straight whiskey bourbon, gotcha. four years. Um, anything uh, VS is just. BS. BS equals BS. That's the crap that you get. The regular Hennessy or whatever. The, the You know, the bottom shelf of the shit. No, with that being said, um, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back with our rating. The Hopscotch Podcast is the world's okayest podcast about beer, booze, and bullshit. This is tasty as fuck. You got to, like, stare off into that knoll and then just die. <laughs> Giving lab rats boners at a fucking alarming rate. Now that we have about 37 feet of podcast, we became Norwegian hunks. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? It's 9 a.m. and we're eating fucking hot dogs. What am I getting into? <laughs> My two sons are hammered <laughs> and we're watching fireworks. <laughs> Nothing right. is relevant in the hopscotch world. Follow us on Twitter at HopscotchPod and subscribe to Hopscotch on iTunes and Stitcher. Welcome back to Hopscotch. You got Mike and Ryan here. Hey. Reviewing old Remy Martin. Yeah, it's uh, nothing like a couple white guys talking about cognac. No, absolutely. And Dan's on a hiatus. Uh, he's in Disney World. Yeah. I believe he's actually playing the role of Goofy this week. Nice. He fit in the, he fit in the costume. It's yeah, all about he, fitting he in the did, costume. He did. The shoes were the key thing. <laughs> he's got huge feet. Yeah. You know what to say about huge feet. Bigger shoelaces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Remy Martin VSOP VSOP yeah VSOP one uh, one period short uh, as we've all figured it out here uh, punctuation problems not a big fan yeah. editing not on the Remy, Remy Martin plan you know it's it, in Remy fucking figure shit out dude um, on ice not a big fan of it I think I liked it better um, just straight up at hand temperature I didn't notice a difference if I'm being honest I it. Maybe I I don't know I couldn't pick I don't I didn't find any defining features between having it cold and having it warm if I'm being honest. It was um yeah I'm gonna pour myself a little bit extra here uh, give it a little bit of warmth and see how that goes for the for the rating process maybe it'll change my mind. It's it's not a good thing to drink in general if I'm being honest like I would never like we're doing it for the podcast I I would never be like let's get some cognac it's just not. Not for me. Well, that's why, like I said, I haven't had it. I had it once um, when I was like 21, and I hated it. I have a cold glass here. I'm gonna. I have a little. I have a splash here, and I'm gonna um, keep it at hand temperature and let my hand warm he, up. He is warming up. He's rubbing that glass so hard. As um, the Mac Daddy may have said, "I'll warm it up, Chris." I'm about to I'll warm it up, Chris. Mac Daddy gonna give it to you. <laughs> Uh, but actually, there was, um, you know, I, I was supposed straight cognac, some I haven't had, but um, hypnotic. Remember hypnotic? I do. I've never had it, but oh. I, I, I'm aware of what it is. Hip- it comes in that, that classy, like, that bottle that looks like it's made of sea glass. Yeah, it's like a turquoise bottle or whatever yeah. color. Um, that was cognac mixed with fruit juice and vodka. Hmm. Um, that was pretty tasty. It was, a, it was a lower alcohol content. That was like 35% oh, alcohol. Sure. Um, but... That, that was it was a tasty treat. I, I didn't mind that. Um, so I guess I have I lied. I have had it. Haven't probably had that in a long, long time. But uh, yeah, fine. I feel like Missy Elliott's a big fan of that hypnotic. I would. I would I'd imagine. She you puts see, the thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Speaking of Missy Elliott, have you seen that video of uh, this woman in a trailer park? She calls herself like Missy Elliott's white sister or something. Oh, the uh, the lady looks like Mill. From Rhode Island? She does, like, a straight-up, like, she karaoke's in the trailer park. Um, that that song, um, I can't think of the name of it, the put, put the thing down, flip it, yeah. reverse it. Yeah, Smear from an Interfam, she, yeah. she absolutely yeah. crushes that song. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, all over the news yeah, and all over the social media, it, like, a week or two but ago. That woman's awesome. Good for yeah. her. She's from Rhode Island. 
Is she? I didn't realize yeah, that was no. Rhode Island. Somewhat local in the armpit of New England. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize Rhode Island had trailer parks like that. Oh, yeah. Rhode Island's pretty fucking trashy. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess that's why they're moving those Paw Sox up to Worcester. <laughs> they certainly are. Like, the one thing Rhode Island had was the Red Sox AAA farm system, and they're moving it to Worcester, so which ha- is the shittiest. Ha- have you heard the takes? So someone called in the Sports Talk Radio and said that they're the... The Paw Sox are going to be ruined. The Red Sox system is going to be ruined because they're moving to Worcester and they're going to get addicted to heroin. <laughs> I did hear this. People have been talking about this. Jim Murray, big Jim Murray, shout out to him. He's a great, uh, he's on the Feather and Mass show if, if you listen locally. Um, he said like Portland has like one of the biggest heroin problems in the country and the pot, and, and um, the Portland Sea Dogs are fine. Like, <laughs> Well, as long as we don't have the, uh, the Lawrence fucking uh, Lunacricks or... I don't know what that word was, but <laughs> you don't want them in Lawrence, Mass., which is the hub of heroin for the Northeast. Well, at least the MGM casino is going to be right across the street. So, like, what is going on? Like, it, That's in Springfield. It, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're right. That is in Springfield. <laughs> but sorry. still, Springfield, while we're talking about really shitty cities in Massachusetts. Yeah. Sorry, I mixed up Worcester and Springfield. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Worcester's actually 100 times nicer than Springfield. Springfield's a fucking shithole. All right, so it's time for us to get a review on it. You know what? And I, I've got my my um, my last sip here. Um, it's in at hand temperature. Uh, I've been holding on to this glass. It's easier to drink at hand temperature. How's that feeling? Should we get into the rating system? I still don't like it, but all right. Um, How many cocks, kid? Drinkability. Ryan, what do you have a drinkability out of five cocks? How many cocks you giving this thing? Man. That's tough because I think one of uh, should I so should I compare this to other cognacs or just drinkability in general? It's arbitrary. I would say drinkability in general. I'm going two. Two cocks. Two cocks. Um, um, I. I'm. I'm rating it against other beverages. Mm-hmm. If this is against other cognacs. Including water. <laughs> yes. If this was just like a cognac scale, I would probably rate it higher. But if we're just going straight up drinkability compared to everything, it's, I mean, I just don't think cognac's very drinkable in general. Like yeah, no, that, that's, that's fair. My favorite, that's so. absolutely fair. Um, I'm going to give it one. Wow. Um, I'm comparing it to other alcoholic beverages straight. Uh, on the rocks or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's got a little bit of a bite. I'm not interested in drinking more of it. I'm giving it one on drinkability. Uh, Ryan, we get appearance next. Appearance? I would actually go pretty high on appearance. I think it looks good in the glass. And, and the bottle is very sufficient. If you're at the club and you're ordering a bottle of Remy Martin and you're drinking out of glasses, I'm going to go four on appearance because I think it's it's very... it's. It's very aesthetic in, in that way. It's actually funny. When, when I was reading up on, on um, you know, cognac uh, and VSOP cognac and, you know, how do you drink it? You know, what's the process? Is it, you know, do you drink it in, in a snifter? Do you drink it on the rocks? What do you do? And, like, the, every time it would, it would mention it, there's, like, three ways of drinking it. And one of them, they're always mentioning in the nightclub is one of the, like, mm-hmm. like to be seen drinking cognac is important. To be seen in public doing this is like a thing. You know what I mean? So uh, the appearance of the bottle, you know, it's a saddest thing, I guess. Uh, the appearance of how it looks in the glass, it's not bad looking. It's It's got a real oaky color. It's a handsome glass. I, it is. It's a handsome glass of booze. Um, I'm going to go three and a half on it. Um, only because I'd probably go higher, but I'm being a little prejudiced because I don't really like it. But um, you know what? No. I'm going four and a half. Fuck it. Four and a half. Four and a wow. half on appearance. It's it's, it's nice looking. You it's, went up a whole point. I did. I did. A whole cork. A whole cork. It's 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 a nice color. It's very oaky it and, and handsome. It looks good. Um. Ryan, next category we have taste. Taste. Oh boy, this is going to be a tough one. I don't generally like the taste of cognac. So again. If I'm if I'm comparing it to other cognacs, yes, it's better, but just on the general scale, I'm going to taking a brief pause while I just took a last sip. 
trying to process it because even though it's not drinkable, it doesn't mean that it's a bad taste. Or does it? I'm trying to I'm trying to separate the two, I guess, is what I'm trying to do. I don't know if I can. I mean, it's a tough thing to separate, but... It really is, but there is a distinction, you know, I mean, something could taste good, but it can be really kind of biting, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a two. What? I'm sorry, what did you give it? I gave it a two. Okay. I failed to write it down. I was in my own head there for a minute. It's cool. Price point. Okay. Well, you bought this, so you, you need so to lay it out on I that. I bought the small bottle, the 375 milliliter. Uh, it was $26. Damn. The uh, the full um, 1.75 is about 40 bucks. Wow. So it's not a cheap booze, you know. Where do you get right? I mean, if you're talking bang for your buck, this thing will get the job done for sure. Cognac gets you where you want to be if that's your goal. Um, I think that you said it was 26 for that? Yes. It's a little overpriced, but it's a higher-end cognac, and cognac gets you in a different situation than a lot of things can. So I'm going to go – I'm going to write down the road two and a half. I, th- I, I think it's not, um, it's not quite worth what you're getting, but at the same time, that's like you, – you are getting some bang for your buck with a cognac. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to separate all my other feelings – um, on the taste and all that shit for uh, price versus buzz, essentially. I've had two two glasses, and you know, may I add that the um, the serving size of, of a cognac is, uh, I think it, it was at point seven eight ounces is what it should be served. Not even a full ounce. Not even a full ounce. A point seven eight is is the serving size suggestion, I believe. So that's weird because I feel like a shot is two ounces, correct? Um, a shot is one ounce. One ounce. I thought it was two, but no, maybe it's one, one ounce. Yeah. So that's less than a shot is the serving it, it's, size. It's you know the the. I think that has to do with they factor in with the hand temperature and in the ideal way of, of drinking it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's probably it's not what you get when you you know you go to a bar, but the ideal serving size probably for the atmosphere and the glass and everything with like when it gets scientific and shit, you know. Hey cognac, why are you so complicated? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna put all my, my, my uh, discrepancies aside with their flavor. Um, I get a nice warm feeling, you know what I mean? Um, got a very warm feeling. Uh, the way, the way Ryan's leaning back in Fort Meadow Studios, that smile on his face, he's feeling the same way. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost wish this was like the middle of the winter and we're drinking this cognac. Yeah. To be very, but unfortunately, it's uh, we're in the dog days at the moment. Yeah, no, so. it's uh, we're when this episode be coming out, we're just first weekend in September, getting into the fall, still warm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is definitely more of a winter beverage, but bang for the buck wise. I'm going to go three and a half for price point. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Not too shabby. Not too yeah. shabby. Um, I got a nice warm feeling, you know, going through me. Um, feeling a little flushed in the face. But for 25 bucks for two gigantic gentlemen to get a little uh, little fuzzy and feeling good, it's not too shabby. <laughs> I can't complain. Okay. So we've come to the climax. Uh, it is time for the Taffer Method. Ryan, lay it on me. Okay. So you are in... North Atlanta. I don't know why that's different than South Atlanta. There's this nightclub, and everyone, you know, you're trying to revive it because it has a bad reputation. So you really want to bring in, like, a high-end brand to this. Everyone's tired. Of, everyone's tired of, like, the Hennessy and things like that. So you're trying to bring in this Remy Martin and sell it to this class of people who need to uh, embrace a higher-end so um, if, if you're John Taffer and you want to revive this nightclub, how many cases of this uh, Remy Martin are you buying? I'm not a big fan of it, as we've, we've already established. And, of course, the scenario means nothing. <laughs> it's pure entertainment. Um, I'm going with two cases on this because we're going on a case system, a 10K system. I'm going with two cases. Um. You're going to get some, some some orders for it. You know, you're going to get some shots maybe. 
Um, people are going to want to warm up and, and get a little fuzzy with it. Uh, it's going to shell. I don't think people are taking shots of that. No, uh, it's, in, it's in mixed drinks, too. People do mixes of it, too. Yeah, that I can see. Yeah, I don't know. what I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. But uh, I'm going to give it two cases. Okay. I really want to invoke a sense of community <laughs> and get that Taffer method back going strong. So I'm going, I'm going four cases. I think it's... It might be a tough sell. You have some cheaper cognac you can work with, but um, it's it's not bad if you have that clientele that wants cognac. Um, I think you can sell it. I think I think you can move some bottles on that. So it's not not personally my favorite, but yeah, it's just it's tough to swallow, literally for me. Um, well, you said you said when's the last time you had cognac? You said it was like twenty something years. Uh, it was probably uh, you know fifteen years ago or so, yeah. something like that. You know so, what I mean? Uh, I, I've had some Hennessy nights in the last five years, so I knew what I was getting into, and that's why I was concerned about this episode. <laughs> and I think rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, so we had a we had a fun journey today, uh, catching up a little bit. Talked yeah. about uh, <laughs> funerals. What? Yeah, what did we learn today, Mike? We learned about uh, we learned about some kitty kitties. Yeah, we did learn about some kitties. We learned about some kitties. We learned that uh, that Mill carries her own numbers around in her fucking pocket. Yeah. And we learned that uh, the, the administrator for our middle school was Roger in drag. Yeah. So it's, it's been a fun learning time, guys. I'll have to tweet that one out for you guys when we release this episode. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty fucking spot on. So yeah. if, when you're listening, just you know, follow us uh, on Twitter at HopscotchPod. Uh, keep an eye out for that one. We'll put out that. We'll put out the cats. And there was something else we needed to tweet out. Um, I'll remember when I'm listening back to it. Yeah. Uh, email us any questions. Uh, as you know, we uh, we are contractually obligated to answer all questions that come in. Under, under the general attorney's jurisdiction, <laughs> he demands that we answer all questions. Hopscotchpod at gmail.com. Um, so we've been drinking Bernie Martin today. I'm not a big fan. So keep an ear out for us. We'll keep a beer out for you. Bye. Bye.